How does one Catholic neurodivergent mom navigate the world? Welcome to the Loving Life Freely 365 podcast. I am your host, Valen Tridento, and here we dive in on all aspects of motherhood, homeschooling, homesteading, the Catholic faith, and trying to see through our differences to understand each other better. Navigating the world when everything isn't pretty and perfect can be really difficult, especially when you have extra barriers in the way. But it is possible. Remember, ignorance is the greatest sin one can have against humanity. Hello there, and welcome to the Loving Life Freely 365 podcast. Today we are talking about why we homeschool. This is episode two, and with me I have my wonderful husband, Matthew Tridento. Hello. And I brought him on because we try to share the burden for homeschooling, so I felt it would be good to have both of our voices on the show. How are you doing tonight, Matthew? Uh, tired. Long day with the kids. And yeah. I, I, I was, and you took took him out of the house for half of it. I know. I am also very tired. <laughs> but what do you do with parenthood? You record at nine o'clock at night, right after the kids are in bed. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. So today, let's just dive in and get this going. To start off, scheduling was a big struggle for me with public school. For full transparency, Karen did go to charter school, charter school down in Florida for kindergarten, and she also did VPK, which is basically voluntary pre-kindergarten, both down in Florida. Yeah, what happened at the charter school would probably be a whole episode itself trying to talk about that, but needless to say, it didn't go well. No. An issue that I personally had with the scheduling, though, was attendance. Karen wasn't even of compulsory. Yes, compulsory age when it came to having to be in school. That's at six. And we lived pretty close to Disney, so whenever family came into town, they would want to meet up with us there. And so I would take her out of school because relationship with your family is pretty important. And the school system kind of treated us like she was missing a very important forensic science lesson that would prevent her from going to college or whatever in this very, very early age. And I knew that it was just going to get worse as she got older. Yeah, what I think what I said at the time was, yes, kindergarten is important. It's very important for a child's development. But watching your parents go to Disney without you is even more traumatizing. Exactly. Another thing that I didn't like, but Matthew and I kind of come to heads with this, is the school monopolizing schedules. She was there from 8 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon, longer if she had soccer. and then was expected to do homework when she got home and this was in kindergarten and it was a lot because she was still a kid and even for a neurotypical kid that sounds like a lot but add in the extra struggles she was having with anxiety and everything else that comes with being autistic it was just a lot and it resulted in some behavioral problems and things like that too the anxiety she was acting out a little bit at home and things like that and we're found said we went back and forth on it. I'm, I can't. I tried to come at it from the angle of I understand why kids get homework. It's not because their performance is better or anything like that. It's to teach habits that are 
more self-study oriented, which is important when you get to, you know, higher education, college, university, whatever you go to. Um, kindergarten might be a little extreme for it, but I get where they were coming from, at least. I don't think it was malicious. I don't think it was malicious either, but I do think it was completely out of place. At kindergarten, you learn through play. You learn through exploring the world and things like that. In some countries, they don't even push learning to read until eight up in Scandinavian countries, Finland specifically. Oh, and now we put now we went from no homework to all homework. I mean, that is one way to look at it, but she spends less hours a day doing work and in a way that is more beneficial for her development. It, but all that time doing school and schoolwork and all of that, it left very little time for family connection. And I think that she was definitely feeling that. And you could tell just by her moods and her anxiety, things like that. Yeah, I think we're going to get to that more later. Yeah, definitely. There was also limited time to explore the world and passions. Karen loves baking. Absolutely loves it. To the point that it's a crucial part now of her homeschooling. She, Although I think now she likes making marshmallows more. This is true. That has been her favorite thing lately. But she has always enjoyed being in the kitchen, and she has other interests, too. She loves doing art. If it were up to her, our whole house would be a museum of her artwork. And she... And we would never have tape. We already never have tape. And I have started to have to ration and hide and hoard any scotch tape we own. <laughs> for example, she is thinking about doing a witch for Halloween, and... Uh, I'm probably dating us a little bit on this one. Uh, but she decided to make a witch's hat out of pa- paper, crayons, and tape. It looks more like a fez, but, I mean, it's really cute. Oh, yeah, and she wore it to co-op today because she was so proud of it. And she just couldn't wait to show it to the other mom in the co-op with me. She just thought it was the greatest thing. And she brought her little witch's broom that she made out of a wrapping paper roll and some wrapping paper and some computer paper. And she she, she goes around the house writing going. <laughs> and she when she was doing school outside the home, she didn't have the freedom or really even the self-confidence to do stuff like that. And even beyond that, like she's always in, she has certain things she's interested in. And I like that we can tailor her science curriculum around it. Like she likes looking up at the sky, so we're going to astron- we got an astronomy curriculum and a telescope. We're going to do that next year or the year after or something. Uh, she loves rocks. We got a rock tumbler and geology curriculum for for unit studies. And when it comes to reading, we were originally doing a box curriculum for her reading, and because of incidences at the charter school, she was actually terrified to read because she would get in trouble at school if she got it wrong at five years old in kindergarten. So we're able to slow it down because it's more important to us that she learns to love reading and learning and not be afraid of it. So we threw out, we aren't really using the box curriculum much anymore. And we are doing, there. it's kind of like a Bob book, but it's not exactly a Bob book, but it's those like, it's not Jane and Dick, but it's basically, or Dick and Jane, where see Jane run, see mm-hmm. that type of book. So she, we read through that um, a section a day, and then she and I have been reading American Girl books 
and she's devouring them since we made the switch what was it two or three weeks ago yeah they're about we've been through three of the books and we've already started the fourth molly book and she's already planning on which american girl she wants to go through next and this is the box boxcar kids she liked that she actually really didn't care for the box really? she liked kids. it when i did it she did not like it when we were doing maybe, it maybe i should pick it back up that sounds like a good idea okay so just to keep going so that we don't run over time the next thing is values we're in a very interesting <laughs> society right now with a lot of different things and honestly both matthew and i are fairly moderate we're not overly left or overly right we're just kind of smack dab in the middle and we're not going to go too far into politics because that's not the point of this podcast but it's just it's gotten nuts uh, I, I come i try to come at it from the perspective of international news is more satire than than drama and i come at it where i just ask for the cliff notes because it's just too much to keep track of if if you if you can't watch the news and laugh every so often at the absurdity of the world then it's too, way too depressing yeah but it also we were she was in school in florida where it was starting to get so politically charged that when we went to the homeschool convention in orlando <laughs> it was shortly after Governor DeSantis announced that he was running for president. And he, he was and he was therefore giving the keynote speech. Yeah, it was actually his second year doing the keynote speech at the um FPEA mm-hmm. and convention. Our second, and our second year there too. It was. And um I was so nervous, especially given the state of the world and the country. I had our bags packed while he was on stage ready to just bolts i was so scared and and then like an hour later everyone had to evacuate the building and they wouldn't say why presumably a fire alarm but i mean we're not too sure DeSantis was just there see it was after he denounced presidency so the secret the secret service was there with him somewhere there's always bomb threats and stuff like that in those situations and the fact that in school karen had so many lockdowns and things like that that she I noticed an uptick in nightmares and things like that. And it was just a lot for her. And we're in a position where we can homeschool and keep her safe from that. So that's always a good thing. We're also really big in teaching critical thinking. We want Karen to be able to ask why something is, except when it comes to why she has to clean her room. But <laughs> I'll still tell her why. Oh, I know. And she just doesn't like the answer. No, I know. I was just joking. But she's always been like that. Like, Karen in particular, even when she was younger, like three, four years old, if you told her to do something, she might do it, she might not. She's usually pretty good about it, but sometimes not. But then if you go, okay, I need you to do this for these reasons, she's like, oh, okay, and just went and did it. That's how she's always been. Yeah. She's always been a kid that was very easy to reason with, which I really... She's still that way. She is. Usually. Yeah, usually. (laughs) Um, We also want to teach her a healthy work-life balance. It's important to work hard and have a good work ethic, but it's also important to pursue passions and take care of your mental health. And to revisit the whole time commitment of brick-and-mortar schooling, that wasn't teaching a very healthy work-life balance. 
especially in the modern day of a lot of remote work and more family oriented, uh, like corporate values being pushed forward. Right. Um, that is one of the benefits actually that came out of COVID was a lot of people were realizing, oh, I miss these people that I live with. (laughs) And we also both do remote schooling and remote work. And so she sees us doing that balance where we're both in school full time, online, getting our degrees while homeschooling and doing everything else we have to do and helping her see that balance where we sometimes it means we have to prioritize work, but sometimes we can just put it aside and play some Mario Party with her. Or or t- or put down work so that we can do homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And just show the importance of keeping that balance. We're also able to better help Karen with her needs. As I stated earlier, she is autistic and learning to self-regulate and things like that, learning those skills, it's a lot easier to learn those skills and practice them without being thrown to the wolves and having to learn them and practice them in front of a classroom of 30 kids. I wish I had somebody to help me with that when I was her age instead of having to cobble it together in my 20s. I'm still cobbling it together and I'm in my mid-30s. I'm hoping for better for our children. All in all, it's been pretty successful and pretty important. We like, too, that she's able to now keep true to herself. She doesn't have the pressures of what is in fashion or whatever. (laughs) She has her own ideas of fashion, definitely. Yeah, and I love it. It's Sometimes I have to tell her she has to put something warmer on, but that's usually the only time I really correct it is if it's inappropriate for the weather. I remember the time she was running around with two dresses on because she wasn't sure which one to wear, and she liked both of them. Yes. I do look forward to when she learns how to do the laundry. (laughs) At least her own laundry. Yeah, basically. Because if it were up to her, she would do a daily fashion show. We've at least curtailed that down a bit but she can express herself yeah, in she, a way should be she should be somewhere between 12 and 30 <laughs> but yeah and another thing is teaching her to respect everyone we're very much the type of people that believe that every type of person deserves respect and human dignity us personally, we're in an interfaith marriage. I'm a religious Catholic. Matthew is non-religious. And learning how to come at that together and love our family, things like that, is a huge thing she's learning. We also talk about a lot of different things. And her being able to get facts that are not emotion or agenda-driven and be able to critically think through it and come to her own conclusions are important life skills that aren't really taught a lot, it feels like, in society, and it's something that we want for her. Yeah, in some ways it makes sense that, like, schools, at least they shouldn't want to teach things that they should be up to the parents to teach, but then you're completely divorcing what should be education with what the parents should be teaching. And that can get so awkward for kids. Cause like, well, am I learning in school or am I learning at home? And kids can't always understand that you got to do both. 
And so, especially with the younger kids, combining all that together can be nice. Yeah, the conversations we've had is that, yes, there are times that we're sitting down and we're doing math and we're doing reading or science or whatever, but to be a productive human, you're actually learning all the time. You're always taking in new information and coming to new conclusions and hypotheses. A person who never is able to take in new information and understand it and possibly either accept it as part of their worldview or accept it as this is how that person thinks and I respect them as a person, I, it's not a good place to be and it causes a lot of the division we see in our country and we want to teach her to do better. So yeah, I think that's just the tip of the iceberg. We might actually have to come back and do a part two of this and make it sort of a mini series because there's still so much we need to talk about when it comes to this. Yeah, we had a whole other section planned for this and there's just not, we're, we're already over time. So we'll have to come back and do this again. For our next episode, it's going to be about birthday fun. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today to the Loving Life Freely 365 podcast, where we try to love life, live freely every day. Remember, ignorance is the greatest sin one can have against humanity. So go out there with an open mind, open heart, and joyful spirit. God bless.